This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. How do we become our true selves in Christ? You might be surprised by the answer. Stay tuned to learn more about The Way Up is Down, a book by Marlena Graves and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Hosea chapter 6 through Hosea chapter 9. Hosea chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Superficial repentance breeds false assurance of God's forgiveness. Come on, let's return to the Lord. He himself has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bandage our wounds. He will restore us in a very short time. He will heal us in a little while, so that we may live in his presence. So let us search for him. Let us seek to know the Lord. He will come to our rescue as certainly as the appearance of the dawn, as certainly as the winter rain comes, as certainly as the spring rain that waters the land. Transitory faithfulness and imminent judgment. What am I going to do with you, O Ephraim? What am I going to do with you, O Judah? For your faithfulness is as fleeting as the morning mist. It disappears as quickly as dawns do. Therefore, I will certainly cut you into pieces at the hands of the prophets. I will certainly kill you in fulfillment of my oracles of judgment. For my judgment will come forth like the light of the dawn. For I delight in faithfulness, not simply in sacrifice. I delight in acknowledging God, not simply in whole burnt offerings. Indictments against the cities of Israel and Judah. At Adam they broke the covenant. Oh, how they were unfaithful to me. Gilead is a city full of evildoers. Its streets are stained with bloody footprints. The company of priests is like a gang of robbers, lying in ambush to pounce on a victim. They commit murder on the road to Shechem. They have done heinous crimes. I have seen a disgusting thing in the house of Israel. There Ephraim commits prostitution with other gods, and Israel defiles itself. I have appointed a time to reap judgment for you also, O Judah. If Israel would repent of sin, God would relent of judgment. Whenever I want to restore the fortunes of my people. Hosea chapter 7. Whenever I want to heal Israel, the sin of Ephraim is revealed, 
and the evil deeds of Samaria are exposed, for they do what is wrong. Thieves break into houses, and gangs rob people out in the streets. They do not realize that I remember all their wicked deeds. Their evil deeds have now surrounded them. Their sinful deeds are always before me. Political intrigue and conspiracy in the palace. The royal advisors delight the king with their evil schemes. The princes make him glad with their lies. They are all like bakers. They are like a smoldering oven. They are like a baker who does not stoke the fire until the kneaded dough is ready for baking. At the celebration of their king, his princes become inflamed with wine. They conspire with evildoers. They approach him, all the while plotting against him. Their hearts are like an oven. Their anger smolders all night long, but in the morning it bursts into a flaming fire. All of them are blazing like an oven. They devour their rulers. All their kings fall, and none of them call on me. Israel lacks discernment and refuses to repent. Ephraim has mixed itself like flour among the nations. Ephraim is like a ruined cake of bread that is scorched on one side. Foreigners are consuming what his strenuous labor produced, but he does not recognize it. His head is filled with gray hair, but he does not realize it. Arrogance of Israel testifies against him, yet they refuse to return to the Lord their God. In spite of all this, they refuse to seek him. Israel turns to Assyria and Egypt for help. Ephraim has been like a dove, easily deceived and lacking discernment. They call to Egypt for help. They turn to Assyria for protection. I will throw my bird net over them while they are flying. I will bring them down like birds in the sky. I will discipline them when I hear them flocking together. Israel has turned away from the Lord. Woe to them, for they have fled from me. Destruction to them, for they have rebelled against me. I want to deliver them, but they have lied to me. They do not pray to me, but howl in distress on their beds. They slash themselves for grain and new wine, but turn away from me. Although I trained and strengthened them, they plot evil against me. They turn to Baal. They are like an unreliable bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword because their prayers to Baal have made me angry. So people will disdain them in the land of Egypt. Hosea chapter 8 God will raise up the Assyrians to attack Israel. Sound the alarm. An eagle looms over the temple of the Lord, for they have broken their covenant with me and have rebelled against my law. Israel cries out to me, My God, we acknowledge you, but Israel has rejected what is morally good, so an enemy will pursue him. The political and cultic sin of Israel. They enthroned kings without my consent. They appointed princes without my approval. They made idols out of their silver and gold, but they will be destroyed. O Samaria, he has rejected your calf idol. My anger burns against them. They will not survive much longer without being punished, even though they are Israelites. That idol was made by a workman. It is not God. The calf idol of Samaria will be broken to bits. The fertility cultists will become infertile. They sow the wind, and so they will reap the whirlwind. The stock does not have any standing grain. It will not produce any flour. Even if it were to yield grain, foreigners would swallow it all up. Israel will be swallowed up among the nations. They will be like a worthless piece of pottery. Israel's hired lovers. They have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey that wanders off. Ephraim has hired prostitutes as lovers, even though they have hired lovers among the nations. I will soon gather them together for judgment. Then they will begin to waste away under the oppression of a mighty king. Sacrifices ineffective without moral obedience. 
Although Ephraim has built many altars for sin offerings, these have become altars for sinning. I spelled out my law for him in great detail, but they regard it as something totally unknown to them. They offer up sacrificial gifts to me and eat the meat, but the Lord does not accept their sacrifices. Soon he will remember their wrongdoing. He will punish their sins and they will return to Egypt. Israel has forgotten his maker and built royal palaces, and Judah has built many fortified cities, but I will send fire on their cities. It will consume their royal citadels. Hosea chapter 9. Fertility cult festivals have intoxicated Israel. O Israel, do not rejoice jubilantly like the nations, for you are unfaithful to your God. You love to receive a prostitute's wages on all the floors where you thresh your grain. Threshing floors and wine vats will not feed the people, and new wine only deceives them. Assyrian exile will reverse the Egyptian exodus. They will not remain in the Lord's land. Ephraim will return to Egypt. They will eat ritually unclean food in Assyria. They will not pour out drink offerings of wine to the Lord. They will not please him with their sacrifices. Their sacrifices will be like bread eaten while in mourning. All those who eat them will make themselves ritually unclean, for their bread will be only to satisfy their appetite. It will not come into the temple of the Lord. So what will you do on the festival day? On the festival days of the Lord. No escape for the Israelites this time. Look. Even if they flee from the destruction, Egypt will take hold of them and Memphis will bury them. The weeds will inherit the silver they treasure. Thorn bushes will occupy their homes. The time of judgment is about to arrive. The time of retribution is imminent. Israel will be humbled. Israel rejects Hosea's prophetic exhortations. The prophet is considered a fool. The inspired man is viewed as a madman because of the multitude of your sins and your intense animosity. The prophet is a watchman over Ephraim on behalf of God, yet traps are laid for him along all his paths. Animosity rages against him in the land of his God. The best of times, the worst of times. They have sunk deep into corruption as in the days of Gibeah. He will remember their wrongdoing. He will repay them for their sins. When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the wilderness. I viewed your ancestors like an early fig on a fig tree in its first season. Then they came to Baal Peor, and they dedicated themselves to shame. They became as detestable as what they loved. The fertility worshippers will become infertile. Ephraim will be like a bird. What they value will fly away. They will not bear children. They will not enjoy pregnancy. They will not even conceive. Even if they raise their children, I will take away every last one of them. Woe to them, for I will turn away from them. Ephraim, as I have seen, has given their children for prey. Ephraim will bear his sons for slaughter. Give to them, O Lord. What will you give them? Give them wombs that miscarry and breasts that cannot nurse. Because of all their evil in Gilgal, I hate them there. On account of their evil deeds, I will drive them out of my land. I will no longer love them. All their rulers are rebels. Ephraim will be struck down. Their roots will be dried up. They will not yield any fruit. Even if they do bear children, I will kill their precious offspring. My God will reject them, for they have not obeyed him. So they will be fugitives among the nations. New Testament reading. Matthew chapter 26, verses 57 through 68. Condemned by the Sanhedrin. 
Now, the ones who had arrested Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, in whose house the experts in the law and the elders had gathered. But Peter was following him from a distance all the way to the high priest's courtyard. After going in, he sat with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were trying to find false testimony against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find anything, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. So the high priest stood up and said to him, Have you no answer? What is this that they are testifying against you? But Jesus was silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself, but I tell you from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and declared, He has blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? Now you have heard the blasphemy. What is your verdict? They answered, He is guilty and deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him with their fists. And some slapped him, saying, Prophesy for us, you Christ, who hit you. Mark chapter 14, verses 53 through 65. Condemned by the Sanhedrin. Then they led Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests and elders and experts in the law came together. And Peter had followed him from a distance, up to the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the guards and warming himself by the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find anything. Many gave false testimony against him, but their testimony did not agree. Some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands and in three days build another not made with hands. Yet even on this point, their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is this that they are testifying against you? But he was silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest questioned him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What is your verdict? They all condemned him as deserving death. Then some began to spit on him and to blindfold him and to strike him with their fists, saying, Prophesy! The guards also took him and beat him. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, O God, that you are the thrice holy God, full of a compassion, abounding with grace and mercy. I thank you, O God, that you are the Alpha and the Omega. I thank you, O God, that your grace <laughs> and your compassion and your mercy, O God, is just so steadfast. And I'm grateful, O God, that we, that, that you honor faithfulness, O Lord. And I pray that in a climate and a time in history when faithlessness is rewarded, when, when having a, a, um, a knack for being an opportunist is rewarded, uh, for trying to get yours and worrying about me and mine is rewarded instead of 
looking out for the good of our neighbor and the collective good and, and staying faithful to that call uh, that you've given us in your word and in your law, oh God. Uh, I thank you, oh God, that, that you do indeed reward faithfulness. That the Thank you that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one who endures until the very end almost doesn't count. And it is by your grace that we are able to make it to the finish line and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I pray that when there are times when we are tempted to throw in the towel, when there are times when we are tempted to look back at our former life before Christ, when we are tempted to look to the left and the right and and look at others prospering and and people that don't even love you prospering, oh God, that you would help us, that you would keep us in perfect peace if we would keep our minds stayed on you. Help us to keep our eyes on the prize, and the prize is Jesus Christ. Thank you, oh God, that there, that a crown of life awaits those of us who keep faith until the end. And we don't keep faith by our own strength. We don't keep faith by our own willpower. We don't keep faith through legalistic means, we keep faith by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit that strengthens us, that encourages us, that protects our faith, renews our faith, restores to us the joy of our salvation when there's times when we feel a distance and when there's times, oh God, where we even don't feel, you know, so great, oh God, uh, about being a child of God. I thank you that it's the Holy Spirit that revives us, that renews us, that helps us to see the beauty of the gospel again. Would you help us, oh God, to follow Jesus to the very end, that we, oh God, would not be hiding, that we would not be ashamed of Jesus and the claims of Jesus on our lives and the gospel's claim on our lives. Because we know, oh God, that you tell us who we are and whose we are. And we belong to you, thrice holy God. So would you help us to run this race? Would you help us to be faithful, oh God? And I thank you that because of Jesus Christ and because of our faith in Jesus and because of the blood, oh God, you have given us eternal life so that we will escape the judgment. Thank you, my God. We look to you and we await the day that Jesus returns to come and get us. We look to you in the meantime and we continue to walk by faith and not by sight. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. From Marlena Graves, formation and justice always intertwine on the path to a balanced life of both action and contemplation. In the pages of her book, The Way Up is Down, Marlena describes the process of emptying herself that allows her to move upward toward God and become the true self that God calls her to. Drawing on the rich traditions of Eastern and Western Christian saints, she shares stories and insights that have enlivened her transformation. If you long for more of God, The Way Up is Down offers a time-honored path to a deeper life. Learn to become yourself by forgetting yourself. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E 
A-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, so I'll